This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, everybody, what's up? This is our Lost in America wrap-up show. We're giving it to you this week for free. Unbelievable. Because, frankly, we need more of you to sign up for <laughs> yeah. it. We need, but, but we realized we were trying to sell you something that you had no idea what it was. Exactly. That was our fault. That was Blame our fault. the victim. So Gary Sparks, Gary Sparks had a great idea. He was like, why don't you give them one for free so people know what it is, so, and, then, and then you can sell it to them. So this show comes out every Thursday. This is us wrapping up the previous week's show. This is from last week's wrap-up show. So we're just the people, uh, all, the, all the Patreon subscribers heard this last week. You're getting it right now. This is last week's show wrapping up the previous week's show. You'll get it when we start playing it. This is me. This is Kaplan. If you want to get this every week into your podcast feed five bucks a month go to patreon.com slash lost in america you can also go to lost in america pod.com that link will pop right up to you oh, bug the shadow you pops right up and then you can just uh you can you can click on it it'll take you that five bucks a month gets you that show plus let's be honest we're 37 dollars behind if we can get 37 more dollars in patreon subscribers we will not have we will continue this show but if we don't Canceled. We're not only can this is true. We I know it sounds like we're joking, but we're not only canceling our wrap-up show, we're probably gonna have to cancel this show because it's too much money. We're losing money every single time we put out another podcast to you guys. So all we're asking you to do, meet us halfway. For five bucks a month, you're getting eight shows a month, two shows a week. It's a great deal. Plus, you know us. If you're listening to this, you probably know us personally. So give it to us. Don't give it to Spectrum. Don't give it to Netflix. Kaplan's sneezing. See, he's sick. We're outside right now. Cause okay, I think we've yelled enough. Let's just get to the show. Yeah, let's play play the show. Play the show. All right, everybody, welcome to the Lost in America wrap-up show. That was a great episode. Rojo Perez. Yeah. What'd you think? I, I, I learned. Matt, I think he's talking to Matt, but I learned a lot about Puerto Rico. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did a very educational. They got a stand-up comedy scene. I, there, that's what right? I learned. I didn't know that. I wonder. And they speak Spanish. I didn't know oh, you that. didn't know that part? No, I didn't know people spoke different Spanish in different parts of... No, I, I knew that. Else. You knew that. Come on. Put, <laughs> quit playing dumb. Uh, I, I found it interesting that... I guess I kind of assumed this, but to, to hear for sure, that uh, that the like l- Spanish language scene is not all one scene, even in the United States. Like, I was asking... Remember, I asked him, like, would you go... Like, do you do the Southwest? Like, Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, Southern California? Yeah. He's like, oh, no, that's, like, totally different. Mm-hmm. And I bet even the references don't work. The style... It's yeah, like different, it's totally different. New it's York, culture, it's Miami, totally different culture. Different right? col- yeah, L.A. I bet New York, Miami is similar. Yeah, but then you want to go L.A., Texas. It's also interesting people who who can do comedy. They do it in English, even their first language Spanish, and then don't ever do it. Like he, what he's doing makes sense to people who aren't. What he was doing is doing it makes sense to people who aren't comedians who don't know like 
it, don't think about things like references and stuff, you know? Yeah. So see how, how it works out. I found, I, I was surprised that he said, is this what you're talking about? I was surprised he said he could translate the bits because in, from Chinese to English, you can't Right, that's what I'm saying is people bits. who aren't comedians when think about it would think that's not a big deal. But then as we've discussed with other comedians It's in the like past, impossible. They, that's yeah, the first yeah. person I've heard of who translates yeah. bits. Everyone yeah. else is like, oh no, you have to have two totally separate acts. Do you think it's because Spanish and English are so similar, like language wise? I don't know. I don't know Spanish, so. I mean, I, I would just think that the very nature of comedies, you're playing on the, an oddity of language. You're playing on you're playing on this obscure thing that no one else thinks of. Yeah. And it's not going to work if you translate it for a lot of things. Totally. So it's like, I mean, I guess if you have a really strong premise, you can, like, if it's premise-based, not wordplay first, like, wordplay is straight out. Yeah. But it's like, you have to have a good premise, and I guess, theoretically, you can do it, but it's not easy. Yeah, and the other thing is, like, um, you're a different person. Like, that's what I was asking him, because for me, if I'm in China doing stand-up, even if I'm doing it in English... Right, you have a character. I'm you're, a different person. Yeah. I'm the white guy in in all these Chinese situations. Right, now in New York, you're the white guy who used to live in China. Yeah, but it's, yeah, it is yeah. different. But it's different, yeah. Although, for him, he's always the Puerto Rican. Like, it, I, I guess he's still the same person in both cultures. I guess you're right, but and, no, but he's probably not, because I bet you here, he's like the Puerto Rican. In Puerto Rico, he's the rich guy who lives in America. America. You know what I mean? Like, uh, oh, you moved to New York. You're like a different. I bet you would. I mean, I think I think every Puerto Rican. Sorry, not America. Like all Puerto, yeah, what do you have? Whatever. Uh, the 48. All yeah, Puerto, we're all, alive. Continental. All Puerto Ricans know people who live throughout the country. It's like, I'm, I'm sure. Plenty, I'm sure it's not. That's pretty standard for people to come back. And okay. it's like he's he's not really an outsider. He's still part of the community. Yes. Yeah. All right. So there I see. I mean, people say to me, like, what's a wrap up show? That's a wrap up. There we go. That's we wrapped it up. <laughs> also, <laughs> I, love, it up. I love how I say that with such confidence as if I am the authority in Puerto Rico. No, you just keep saying it. With, you speak with confidence. He and people believe with confidence. You. That's why the yeah. ladies are all calling him. Exactly. And soon I'll be in kicked off SNL. And you know what? I think I'm going to stop recommending. I think I'm going to stop connecting you, producer Matt, with with uh, interested women because you don't contact any of them. Yeah. Well. Right, he's saying some of them don't live in New York, which is fair. Okay, for for the listeners, this is one person who I have not reached out to yet because I've been a little bit busy. And okay, well, Cap's sister, she does not live in New York. Yeah, oh, and there's been no there's been no contact information on that one. Just to give out my sister's information. Oh, you haven't given out the information. I didn't know I was supposed to. So my wife's friend, Ye's friend, uh, we have given you her information, and she said specifically, give him my information. Wow, that was like last week we talked about. She's waiting for a phone call. Waiting. Who calls anymore? Waiting for a text. Who calls? Well, you, but you, okay, so waiting for a text. You haven't done that either. <laughs> Follow her on Instagram. It's so awkward She's texting waiting. the person you've never met. And so what do you normally do? You're all about the... He's waiting until he runs into her on the street. And he's waiting until like, oh, you find her on Tinder? <laughs> <laughs> it's like for the... I, I feel like for an introduction, you kind of need to do in person first. So it's not just like, I'm cold, cold calling this person with no Let's actual invite context. invite her to a podcast. We'll have her come by the studio. We'll have her come by. A little, mash, little matchmaking in person. You know, she was at... Oh, we've talked about this before, but she was at the Spark Summer Party, the Summer Extravaganza. Yeah, that wasn't. You were invited and he, you you uh, gave us the hi hat. Well, he knew she was going to be there. He got nervous. Exactly. Cold but, feet. But, oh. When was that? Like, August? August seventeenth or something, something like that. <laughs> well, whatever it was, I was at either a wedding or a bachelor party. You, know, <laughs> like, you should have known my schedule ahead of time. <laughs> Next year, we'll run it by you. Exactly. Um, the, the holiday party. We'll make sure. Right, well, we'll see. I mean, you know, I don't know if it's too late. She's she's a sought after woman. She's getting calls all over town. So you know. She might have long forgot about you. Right now. And you're implying that I am not a busy man. You're, <laughs> you're implying that I am not well. sought after and desirable. 
Wow. I want to talk about me. Let's talk um, about you. The, uh, you. the the money I'm making on... Okay, so... The mo- hit fists over, hands over, whatever f- money you're making. From this comedy album yeah. I put out. The Here are the ways... Let, should I break it down? I think people are interested in how I make money. People keep asking me. Have we talked about this before? People don't know if you're... I don't know. They don't They don't really... They don't know how the nitty-gritty. They don't understand. The if you, nit- you make, into the weeds. They, yeah, exactly. Let's this get is all about. Let's I, get into the weeds. Uh, so... I might, the CD you sent out was received. Oh, you got... Family. Are you just, oh, you, my family, yeah, they were very appreciative. Did they like it? They did. They sent me a picture of the, the signature. They, so what they did... So people ask... People do ask me this. They go, what's best for you? Because there's so many ways to get this album, Turner Sparks Live from the Friars Club, available now at turnersparks.com. There's many ways you can get it. You can get it... Uh, uh, you can stream it on Spotify, right? Or like Apple Music, whatever. Uh, those are for people who have subscriptions, I guess. It's a subscription. I don't even know how those things work, but you, you have a subscription to Spotify, and then you can just listen to it. The other way is you can buy it on iTunes or Amazon, and then the other way, and that's where it's like digital. It just comes straight to your phone. The other way is you can buy the physical CD from me, and I, like I did with your parents, I will sign it, and then mail you, go down to the post office, get yelled at by that lady, and mail you a CD. So on the people always ask what's like the best for me. Right? What's yeah. the best option I mean, for me? If they want to abuse you, they're gonna pick the mailing CD. Take you to the post office. But that's the best for me. That so is the best. The first week or two that the album was out, the best was probably to get it on iTunes because I was like up in the charts and that was keeping me up in the iTunes charts, right? Now the best way to do it is get the CD from me. I'll mail it to you. That's where I make 100% of the money right. off of. But it doesn't go to the charts. They it doesn't go to the charts, but I'm not in the charts anyway right now. Mm. So, and it's going to. Gaffigan knocked me out. Yeah. So, screw the charts. But he's not sending anybody personalized CDs. So, exactly. Don't ignore him. So, I, I sign every single one and with like, an, like a, a, a personalized note to you. It's not just my signature. It's like, hey, Jan, what's up? Uh, thanks for buying it. Blah, blah, blah. Right? Yeah. That's the best way to do it, because that's 100% of the money that comes to me. Second best way to do it is buy one on iTunes or one of those things. And what happens there is, at some point, um, I'm going to get some money off of that. Once the, the record label, they fronted a bunch of money to record this album, so they got to get paid back. You know? And then once, that, once they get paid back, okay. And you're going to start getting your points. I'll get, start getting my points. Exactly. Right, nice. The absolute worst way to do this is just to stream it on Spotify or Apple Music. And Producer Matt, I want to bring you in on this, because I, no, I didn't know how Spotify or, or Apple Music worked previous to this recording this album. And now that I understand how it works, I don't understand how it's legal. Like, why is it my album just for free on these platforms? They're making money off of it. I looked it up. I make one-tenth of one penny for every time someone streams one of my... If you can reinvest that penny... Because you don't have the power. But the uh, but I, but it seems like Spotify is just screwing the artist here by paying like one tenth of one penny. They were saying if you like if you have ten million streams, you get like a hundred bucks or it's something crazy like that. Still more than they were making when I was downloading stuff off Napster. So we be live happy. In, we, we live in a world of, of convenience. So I'm glad you bring up Napster. Apparently, I looked this all up. Apparently, Napster still exists. Oh, that's really old school. If you use Napster right now, and they pay four cents per stream. Oh, so you make more money off Napster? Like way more than you make off of uh, Apple Music or. But that's not Napster then, because people are paying for it. Are it is saying? Napster, no. right? <laughs> Producer Matt, he's texting over here. <laughs> he's texting a girl. Oh, maybe, maybe you're night. texting Yaya's friend. 
Fine. Sorry, repeat the question there. <laughs> is it Nap? So Napster, uh, I looked it up, makes four cents. I mean, they pay four is it cents. Still the same Napster as it used to be, though. That's what I was asking. It's they like, pay four pennies per stream. Matt's gonna look it up for us. From what I understand, they may, they pay four pennies per stream, and then Spotify only pays like one tenth of one percent. But I might be wrong because isn't the guy who started Napster is doesn't he now own Spotify? I, I don't know. I'm not a. I didn't know. I used to use Napster on a dial-up internet in Los Angeles, <laughs> for real. And I would be, would it be at 56K, I'd be like, oh, I'd get this whole that was album all for, in a few hours. I remember getting a Dead Milkman album for free. Yeah. Now I, But I paid them back and buying T-shirts. I got a lot of free albums those days. Yeah. But then I'd burn them onto CDs to really... So anyway, the best way is to buy. go on my website and buy it from buy the CD from me. And uh, and then you'll just have... You should be... Why don't you go independent of like... And just be one of those artists who says, I'm not going to put my stuff on Spotify. Well, I don't think I can do that because I signed with this record label. Uh, but ultimately, the record label is great because they get me on... The main way I make money off this is they get me onto Sirius XM Radio. And you make money off all those plays. Every time you get played, you make a good amount yeah. of money. And I looked that up. So here's what happened. Have I, stop me if I've talked about this on the pod before. But here's what happened is in 2018, um, Sirius XM Radio, the United States government forced Sirius XM Radio to give a higher percentage of the uh, in in the their revenue to artists that they're playing on their station. So they increased in 2018. They increased what they have to pay artists by 44 and a half percent. Making America great again. Pretty Once again, good, right? That's unbelievable. That's a win. The United <laughs> they States couldn't government. do that for Spotify, though. I guess because it's like a no. National so I've heard that they're going after Spotify but next. Spot, but Sirius is like a radio. It's a little easier probably. Spotify is also not an American company, right? Is it not? I think it's like Swedish. Motherfucker. But Swedes. they can control what they do in America. Or you can kick them out of America. Kick them out. Kick them out of America. So next, the next war will not be a trade war with China. It'll be a trade war with Sweden. Spotify. <laughs> Sweden. So they, uh, but I did hear they're going to go, they might go after Spotify next to try to get more. So now 15% of all the money, all the revenue that, uh, spo- that, uh, that um, Sirius XM makes, they have to give to artists 15%. And it, which is like, that's uh, almost, it's like $900 million. They have to divvy so you're up. going to make 15% of $900 million. No, no, no. I, I will make, it. no, <laughs> they make like $8 billion a year. Oh. And so 900 million is 15%. Oh, so you're going to make that. I'm going to make oh, you have to split that with like you, uh, well, everyone who gets played, every comedian on Sirius, not only comedian artists, oh, every, band, every musician, you Bono, every me and Bono, <laughs> Split nine hundred I mean, mil. It, it's still based on listens. I'm assuming. So go out there and listen to that to that album. Do they, exactly. The well, the, the, you, no, it, it goes off of plays. So the more times that I get played on Sirius XM Radio. So for example, I was looking it up. I've been played like fifty times. Do they divide it up in tracks though? Like when you have an album, you have all these different tracks. Yeah, every so each track one counts as a play, not the whole album. Exactly. Ooh, so thing. when they played my full album, That's that was like place. fifteen tracks. So that day, fifteen million. How's I got it? played <laughs> that that day. I got played forty times. Forty tracks. Forty tracks. So that's some decent cash, I think. I'm just going to start playing on repeat while I'm asleep. On Spotify? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're talking, we're talking SiriusXM, but, but, but you're doing research for us. Don't worry about it. But going back to Spotify, so, yes, this is the way you can help. I do still get played every time anyone plays it. I mean, I get paid anytime anyone plays the track on Spotify. So put your computer, put your phones on silent, and re- Producer Matt has the right idea. Just search, Does it also search, help the algorithm if you do that? Search Turner Sparks. Yes, yeah, helps you out. And just repeat. Just repeat all night long while you're sleeping. Let's bump this up. Yeah. Because if, if everyone does it, everyone, that's a lot of percentages of a penny. You could be up to a dime by morning time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. That's what we're going to do. Get me up to a dime, baby. Any news on that? Have you found out about uh, Spotify or uh, Napster? Napster? I, I, does Napster it. still exist? Man, everyone. Yeah, Nap- I mean, Napster still exists. It's a sharing company. It, it, I mean, it's not, it, it'll never reach its former glory when it didn't make any money, but. 
So they pay four cents for every yep. time you pay. So if you if you actually know, just repeat me on Napster. Go download Napster. Download Napster. Find Turner Sparks and put me on repeat. I'll get four pennies. That'll every be time. like the way it was cool to like have vinyl. Everyone's like vinyl's better. <laughs> It'd be soon to be like using Napster. It's just it's old school. It will be old school. Cap, uh, should we talk about? Let's go into the weeds on you. All right. What the we, Irishman's coming out. It's coming out. Um, Do you know like, this movie, producer Matt? Isn't that the new Scorsese one? It is. Robert De Niro, uh, Kaplan, Turner and Turner's been involved. He was at the rap party. I was loose. I was tangentially involved in the in the in the making of the film. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wait, was that two years ago when we went to that rap party? It was in the infancy of the podcast. Yeah, probably like two years ago. The movie. The this mo- is how long ago it was. Uh, Sebastian Maniscalco was there. Yeah. And remember, he was. No one knew who he was. He was just standing around at the bar by himself. And now. And uh, now he sold out Madison Square Garden four times since then. Probably Pod Bump. Pod because Bump. I told, <laughs> we didn't. We, we didn't have mom. We had mom. You didn't know. Who I he was, was in the same room as him. Yeah. You I just give bumps around. <laughs> Just being in the room. like When people come in contact with Kaplan, their careers take off. Yeah, well, that movie, uh, it was a long process. So was that, it was about two years ago when they finished filming it. Yeah. But so here's my question to you. Or it was a year and a half. Yeah, it was a long time ago. What happened? Well, how did, why does it take 18 months to go from filming to movie coming out? Because this movie, all uh, uh, De Niro plays a character who is like over like a, he's as young as 24 and as old as like in the 80s, his early 80s in this movie. Oh my gosh. And uh, Pacino is as young as like, I think 55. Like there, there's multiple characters that have this de-aging pro, uh, technology. How do they do that? It's like the Benjamin Buttony, but it's gotten better. So it's like, uh, okay. It's, it's computer like used it in a digitized. couple different movies. Now. I'm forgetting the other movies that have used it in, but yeah. So there's this whole technology where they can, and they, it's, it is fascinating. They study, I saw in the early process. They would, uh, they would like go and he would go, uh, I mean, my boss would go to like this soundstage somewhere and they would like watch him talk. Like he would read lines from movies that he had made when he was younger, like stuff they have on video, like lines from Goodfellas, lines from Taxi Driver, stuff like that. Okay. And then they can study his, the way his mouth moves and like they, it's like they have this whole program. They build it up. This is like a deep fake. Yeah. They, they they build up like your way you walk, like you're supposed to like, I, I learned that you have to like, um. You should lose some weight because when you're younger, you have like better posture. Okay. So when you're playing younger with this technology, it's better if you're like thinner, even if the character, it doesn't have nothing to do with the character at this point. How does, Just, how does Bob walk now? Is he like hunched over a little bit? I don't know how he walks, but he's 76. But he doesn't walk the same way he did when he was 25. He doesn't walk the same way he was 40. I don't walk the okay. same way I did when I was 25. Or, sure. you know, like they, so they just know these subtle, and they have people on set. They, they, these little things are not like those um, blue screen, like big giant bub, like tubes things but there's like little things on each on all the actors and then there's people on set great job they just sit there and they have to watch the movements and just make sure it's in some sort of accuracy wow with how it's supposed to look and i guess they'd have to yell cut if something was wrong or something or so this is did did this all happen during the filming while they were filming it they were were doing this but they don't know how it's going to look it's just based on the technology and then so it took so much time of editing and they did not reshoot anything so they it must have they got it right i guess on set It it was a long shoot and it was a long process so when he He's um, acting these scenes as like a 25 year old, right? Is he solo in front of a green screen? Or no, I'm he... saying they're acting. It wasn't like green screen stuff. It was like they were actually shooting scenes with all the actors. But you have to, in your mind, all the actors have to be, uh, the ones who are de-aged would have to be like, you know, think about it, obviously. But. So he could be like in, a co- in an actual coffee shop in New York City filming a scene, not in front of a screen, and they just can make him, him can, specifically. But, but all the other actors in the scene can be their same age, but he can look, be a younger They can age. do that, yeah. The technology is incredible. Insane. I mean, that's the whole movie's, I mean, the movie's going to be awesome, but that so much of it hinged on that, I'm sure. You know, like if that didn't look, if it looked out of place, 
Like the internet's going to pick it apart and all that stuff. Well, so. the, the problem with him is that we know what he looked like when he was 25. He was famous when he was 25, right? Right. Or well, 30 or whatever. So it's like there. It would be easier if it's someone we didn't know. Right. Well, that's the thing. In movies forever, you've always had scenes where they show like a picture of the person. Supposedly, it's like a picture of the person when they're younger. Yeah. But it's just some fake picture they got of. Like they, they could use a real picture of the person they're younger, but they could also just use a fake picture. It doesn't really matter. They could have a you know you have a kid playing a younger character. It doesn't have to look like the person looked like because nobody cares. Yeah. But now, yeah, with this, with Robert De Niro and Al Pacino, yeah, stuff we've like, seen them in movies. You can we can compare one to one. Like right. this is what they actually looked like, and this is what you're now technology is making was, them go back and look yeah i mean people can nitpick i'm sure but like forever we've had actors play older and they just wear some silly makeup and you just sort of if the movie's good or the story's good the play's good you just believe it but mrs you know, in beverly hills 90210 andrea zuckerman was like 28 years old playing a 16 year old and steve sanders was like 30 or something yeah, but they didn't even have aging technology yeah, and we still like... love the show and then <laughs> so you know if the story of the movie's good no one's gonna ultimately it's not important but it is it, it was an amazing process to to win it so what did they what happens in a so i get all the filming stuff. What happens in the 18 months since the filming until now? Why does it take 18 well, months for it to, a movie to come out? I, I don't. I'm not. More, I'm more Scorsese. I don't know how long the editing and all that. There was a lot of editing. It's a long movie. Tell me like, what the processes are. I don't know anything. You don't know. You don't know how a movie gets. No. You edit. How does a movie get made? Tell I, me. We well. We should have a. We should have Michael H. Weber on for that. But you know, once the movie's shot, they have to edit it, and there's a lot of, and they have screenings, and they have cuts, and there's movies for too long. And this is what and, Into the Weeds means. It means you explain. Well, I'm not a movie director. Oh, though. you don't know. I mean, what am I? I mean. You've so. been working for Robert De Niro for 15 years. I know, but years. I don't sit there and edit the movies. I don't know. Uh, but you don't know, I don't know like as much step as one is this, step two, and then the, this could be a reason or that could be a reason. Well, they edit things for continuity. If things aren't, um, you, you haven't gone up and asked Marty if you can just be like, "Hey, can I sit and watch yeah, and edit I, with Marty, you?" I was just sitting with Marty, being like, "I think you need to pull back that shot a little." But you does know? it? Okay, let me ask. I'll ask more pointed questions. How about that? Um, I understand there's editing. Then does it come down to marketing? Like, oh, this is oh, done, right. but we want to take six more months to put it a out? A lot of movies, when they're... Um, yeah, there's a lot of that decisions based on... Certain kinds of movies are not, like, prestige movies, and they might want to come out, you know, like... Holiday movies, they call it, like family. Like type. we finished this in June, but we're not going to put it out till December. There's some right. So there are there are some movies they want to come out in the summer because they're more you know family types or just action movies, stuff like that, comedies. And then sometimes it's ho- for holiday season things, family, you know, same types of things or rom com. But then yeah, there's movies they think can win awards. Those they want to come out, you know, by the year. So like this movie's coming out in November. Um, or you know, it's it's going to be in theaters. It's coming out before the year's over. Okay, they're having screen. It's going to opening the New York Film Festival this weekend. That's what we're talking New about. New York Film Festival. Okay, yeah, but, so it's going to be on screens. That's the other thing. So it's a Netflix movie. It's going straight to Netflix. Netflix funded it, but though it's going to be on screens because there's a I don't know the, the exact number, but it has to be on in New York and LA a certain number of days to qualify for the Oscars. So this that, is all so like strategy on, for the. Some Oscars. of it's based on awards, yes. That's and then a lot of movies do this. A lot of times they rush. They they they're in a rush, but they have movies come out early, like maybe in December on a few screens. So it's out that year. Then it might be out in more places in January. You know, for the awards, you know, they have to do the voting for the year. So. Wait, I don't understand. So why is November and December good for awards? Because it's going to count for this year. So it'll count for 2019, but, but it's later in the year, so it's fresher in voters' minds. Wait, I have a question. Then, like some movie, that, you don't even remember what movie you saw in January of last see. year, or February. Yeah, yeah. So it's a lot of times they put a lot of the better movies come out, or at least in some capacity. Ooh. 
yeah. right around just November, late in the December. year, November. December. And they have a lot of these screenings that they do, so it's going to air this movie and others like it. Will, there's a lot of different film festivals and um, a screenings for Academy of voters and screenings for just important journalists. Like they have a lot of little events, like parties and schmooze, schmoozing Is this events. What Weinstein used to do. Weinstein was very good. He was at this. like a king of yeah. this, right? <laughs> he was very good at getting it. His movies would win a lot of awards. He knew how to do that. Yeah, he knew how to. I'm sure there was some bribery too and whatnot, but. Yeah, so uh, I you know what okay so this is how little I know in love for I, I did not even realize that when is like the Oscars when does that happen what time yeah, of year in March I didn't even right? realize March or February it's in March right it's a, I thought it was February but February yeah I don't know I literally didn't even know that the Oscars happened in February I didn't know that that was for the previous year oh when did it was just like for I just thought it was from like that Oscar to the next Oscar. Whatever that cycle, that yeah. February to the next. Well, there's February. a whole thing that happens. It's called a screener, like awards. Like you start saying at the end of the year when you work for someone who votes or for any of these, anyone's in the producers guild or the writers guild, different guilds that vote on different awards. You get these screeners. They're called. They're like DVDs of all the movies, and they just want they're sending them for free. You can watch everything. It's a great. It's a great racket. Do you get to steal uh, steal them from the office? No comment. <laughs> I yeah, used to not. get those in it's China. Illegal. <laughs> so uh, I know th- I know about that because in China, when you go to the fake DVD stores, right. which every it looks like a blockbuster, but you go in and everything's bootlegged. Ninety uh, percent, not ninety percent, but whatever award, whatever movies are up for, like could be up for Oscars, all have that watermark. Right, the on. watermark. This do not. Um, yeah, every fifteen minutes a watermark comes. Yeah, on. it says like this it's is only, only for the voter, only for the academy. Do I not, felt really special because I was like, oh, maybe I'm. You know, we had a, many, many years ago when I first started uh, back in the Michael H. Weber days of working in my company. Yeah, there was a scandal where the um, the security guy was stealing the screeners that I think were actually coming in for the Weinstein's, the Miramax screeners. Or he was stealing them. Trust me, he had bigger problems yeah. on his well, hands. They, basically, he was taking them, and he had a, there was a whole ring where they would end up like on uh, you know Canal Street or in other places. They were making copies of them, and they had a whole ring where they traced it back to this this guy. The security what happened? Guy. I don't know if he went to jail or he left. He lost his job for sure, and I don't know what happened to him. I mean, but that's a good was, racket for him. He's probably not. I mean, in, the, in the streaming days, it's not as big of a racket because a lot of people don't buy DVDs. I think you can even if you're a, a voter. I think that you can get them streamed now in a lot of these. Uh, you know, so Here, you don't, uh, here's a question: Can if something goes straight to net? Because a lot of movies now go straight to Netflix, right? Like right. Well, films. they finance a lot of movies themselves. Like, but then can those be up for Oscars? Or do they have to be? No, in the movie that's why there? the you oh. know, like there was a whole thing last year with Roma. I don't know. There was. I think they keep trying to extend the rules where it's on more screens because it makes a lot of old school people angry and the movie studios angry. I mean, all these awards are stupid if you think about it. Like, I'm watching the Emmys and there's like really good quality movies that were on Amazon or HBO or whatever, and they never in a movie screen, so they're up for TV movie, which sounds like such a this is not TV a pers- movie. That sounds like a crappy category. In the, old like days, a, cause in the old days, because the old days, TV movies were shitty. They were terrible. But now there's like really quality movies or TV movies, so it, it should just be like one award show. This TV movie was like, oh, uh, this Sunday, Timmy stuck in a well. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that's that was every TV movie. A or very like, special. Oh, a, a very lifetime special. on this lifetime original movie. Yeah, it was always like uh, some mom lost her baby. Yeah, that was uh, insert some sad music. Yeah, it was a lot of crying. Everything was going fine until the kid fell down the well. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, the whole thing slipped upside down. Now, now you have like uh, the, and the TV like 
Fleabag wins the best comedy, right? It's, I've never heard of that. It's, what is it's hilarious, but it's six episodes. It's basically a movie chopped into Weber's is Weber's bit. I'm giving him credit here, but okay. it's a movie chopped into six bits, like six episodes, basically. Guess what? Weber, and, Weber like will never hear this yeah. because he, he does not a, a Patreon Exactly. I'm stealing all your ideas, Weber, until Good. you sign up. Until he signs up. It's basically a comedy version of a miniseries because it's like six episodes. Oh, there's two seasons of it, but it's very split up. It's not like Seinfeld or 23, you know. This was the Emmys? And it won the award. It's a great show. Everyone should see it, but. I've yeah. never heard of it. Yeah. So. What should have uh, her on. She's British. Who hosted the? They don't get. They comedians. don't even have hosts anymore. They don't even have hosts. I don't think so. At, since um, I think it's too problematic to even have a host because they because they they're scared of everyone's Twitter. Everyone, feeds. anyone who's on, they have to have a host who's not on Twitter. Kevin Hart, <laughs> who hasn't been, who's not on Twitter, who's never been on a podcast. It's cra- It's it's so nuts. As we you're said, never going to host the Emmys. Do you know this, producer Matt? We had a we, had, we can't say who on the air, but we had a comedian um, on a podcast a couple months ago, right here in studio. After that whole Shane Gillis thing went down, he contacted me and he asked us to take his episode down. And I was like, "Why? You didn't say anything. You said nothing controversial whatsoever." And he's like, "Oh, I know. It's just I have a big opportunity coming up, and I'm 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 scrubbing my all my social media and asking anyone who I've ever done a podcast with to take it down." Did you take it down? I did. Mm. What would you have done? Journalist integrity. I mean, that, that, that's a, you got to have nuance and call, it's a play by play call. You got to be. I'm, I mean, don't get me wrong. We'll never have him back on the podcast. You should have just. Um, I oh, can't be a, worried that you're going to force you me. You should just cut his interview out and just, <laughs> like, only when he was talking. That, that's got to be hard because as a comedian, you're going around to so many other podcasts that you lose track of what you're even on, I imagine. I think he's just going. I, I don't know. Like, uh, what about, uh, the other side of this is like, I'm pretty confident. I just don't say anything that's going to ruin my career because I don't have that. Right. But he didn't say anything. In my head anyway. I mean, he also didn't say anything anyway. But, you know, the sea turtle I, lobby is coming for you with the uh, whole straw yeah. thing. <laughs> also, I've seen he still tweets this person. So, oh, does he? yeah, I don't know. Some of his uh, still some jokes up there that could be problematic. I don't know. He's, a, he's a neurotic dude <laughs> in comedy. Yeah, exactly. So, so, we, so, we so hardcore it? listeners go through our feed and figure it out. You You'll, can figure you, it out. There's one that's down. So, you, especially because we number them, right? And if you've downloaded them, you already have them. Actually, so you just, oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah he didn't. He didn't really think. <laughs> he about didn't it. think about that. Although part. Usually, usually, once you listen, it get, then gets deleted from your phone. So. Right. Usually, but, but that's why if you're a hard listener, keep them all because you never know when you need to ruin someone's career. Make, true. Make, make bootleg CDs of them all. Make bootleg CDs and share them on Napster. Very true. Should we do one news story before we get out of here? Sure. Give Let's the do one news story. Kat, this is a good one for you. This is a parenting news story. So let me pull it up here. Here we go. All right. You ready? It's from the New York, New York Post, guys. Producer Matt, you listening? I'm listening. Chime in. I like how you keep the microphone so far away from you, so you have to like lean over and get to it. There you go. You pull it in. I like that. For those who can't see, they, they have the nice uh, telescoping boom boom arm of the mics. I have the I have the regular stand here. It's a it's not a good setup for me. The working man's mic. Yeah, exactly. The struggling mic. All right, this is the news story, baby. Here we go from the New York Post. Climate strike rally gives kids a pass to get high and play <laughs> mini golf and skip school. Yeah. So did you in, see, were you here? Were you in New York for the climate strike? First of all, no. I was in Texas, so I didn't even know it happened. This was not a news story in the state of Texas. Yeah. I literally had no idea. I came back. The first whiff I got of a climate strike was uh, I went to church on Sunday. Oh, you're, ve- you're a very progressive church. Ve- yeah, very confused because uh, all these people were like, oh, one lady, she was like, oh, I just want to pray for all the kids who showed us how it's really supposed to be done and made us embarrassed to be a 
adults because they stood up for us when we didn't stand up for them. And everybody was like, yay. And I was like, what are they talking about? She wasn't specific about what she was talking about. She just said that part. And then like later on in the day, I saw that there was a 16 year old girl from Switzerland or whatever who's crying on TV. She's a big hero. You got to get her on the pod. Everyone loved her. her. And then, uh, and then that was all I really knew. But then it turned out there was this like millions of kids in New York City were striking. I mean, and maybe around the so world. So the New York Post story is about they basically interviewed a bunch of kids who were just using this as an opportunity to hang out, and they they were interviewing kids who weren't at the strike. They were using this as a day off because what happened? We have a letter they, came home. A New York Public School sent a letter okay. home. Uh, I should post it, and it was like basically saying that you could sign. The kids could, could take off from school. It wouldn't count as an absence as long as the parents signed a form. Okay. Giving them permission. Now, I was like, it came on Ruby Brothers. So I'm like, I'm going to send my kindergarten. <laughs> but I mean, uh, so uh, two things. You're one is send a five-year-old well, to a climate. Well, a lot of, uh, you know, I saw a lot of parents on like Facebook and whatnot were taking their kids, which I think, you know, okay. taking kids out of school to go to a rally. To, sure. But then two. You know what? Can I tell you? My, the only thing my parents ever took me out of school to go do was to go to the uh, John McCain rally. That's amazing. <laughs> In like 1998 or whatever. Wow. When he was running Bush. against Bush. Oh, the primary rally? The primary. <laughs> running against Bush. It was the Straight Talk Express. The Straight Talk Express. It was fantastic. Um, well, yeah, nowadays parents want their, they want to believe their kids are all. So I'm sure there's like high school parents who are like, oh, my kids are, of course they're going to go. I'll sign this paper for them. Yeah. And then they just cut off and do what kids do. So did like, your did you kids have a chance? Know? Of course not. <laughs> I asked my kid. I asked Teddy. I'm like, were a lot of kids absent from school? He's like, I don't know. Like he doesn't pay attention, but <laughs> he doesn't know who's in but, school. You know, it's almost like the. Uh, what about Tay? Was Tay there? <laughs> I ran into Tay. If you have to listen to the wrap up show last week, listen to last week's wrap up. We might have to release that. that one so people know what we're talking about. But That's... Tay's, I saw Tay. He's got a broken arm. Uh oh. And uh, I, I asked him how he's doing. He seemed okay. He was outside. I met him. He was His striking. mom is very confused still by the story. She doesn't know what happened. She doesn't understand. No, because the school called her afterwards and like apologized, and they told her a whole different know? story. They told her it was an aide from the nurse. They said a lunch aide was the one who called, not a nurse. So, so it's does a, she know that her child talked to your wife, Randy Kaplan, thinking it was his? Yeah, mom? she knows that. She knows that. And no, I mean Randy brought it up to the principal, and the principal. Uh, he tried to play it off like she should have found. Who's the name of the person who called? You should always verify who calls you. Like, her flip-flops it on her. Blame the victim. Wait, blame who? Randy? Yeah. Like, who <laughs> called you? That's classic. Uh, they call that gaslighting. Yeah, the kids was, call that's it. what she said to me. Is this gaslighting? It's like, I don't know what that gaslighting, gaslighting means. I'm not a kid. I think it's so. It's when someone does something wrong, and then they go on the offensive and yeah. convince you that you were the one who did something wrong. <laughs> yeah. So, but speaking of doing something wrong, I was in the city walking. I was downtown, and I just started seeing, like, groups of kids it, I felt like I was in like when you're in Europe in the summer and you see like those plazas where kids are all hanging out and like yes. smoking. Who are those clothes. kids, by the way, in yeah. Europe? They yeah. just get to do that all yeah. the time. So I that's what that's, that's what a good that's what downtown New York looked like. I, and I was all first I was confused and then I was like, all right, that's today. It was like they they were at the rally, but they it was just sort of like. Because they had permission to be there. They must have had a show. They probably were into it a little bit. Because kids today, as Louis C.K. talked about, they're much lamer. They're, in, <laughs> no. they're into things. <laughs> I agree Wait, with them. can I ask a but question? They were all just oh, sitting ahead. around, like, yeah, smoking, like, hanging out. I was like, I wish I could. I would have totally gotten to this if I was a kid. If, if you were popular enough to have friends. Sure. Because you had to be, like, with groups. It was all very clicky. There was no like kid by himself, you know. That would be a great place. Yeah, if you're like, I met my wife at the. Yeah, if you were strike. a cool kid, it was a great place to hook up. I'm sure. Or, that's like, what I'm saying. Fu- that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah. So here's my question, producer Matt. Did you? Because I have a theory on this climate strike thing, but I want to. This will verify. Did you know about the climate strike before it happened? 
I only found out afterwards because my mom's a high school teacher, and she's she was saying, yeah, none of the kids here walked out, and I was kind okay. of disappointed in that. That proves my theory. Oh, she's I, disappointed. See, that's how things have changed. I had no idea it was happening. Producer Matt had no idea it was happening. His mom did because she teaches. You did because you have kids. This is, I think this is the first strike in history that just pinned, like targeted, target-marketed children. Right, well, that was the The point. only people who knew about it were people with kids. I think there were some labor things back in the day. <laughs> Nike and Sue I mean, Joe did Trump. you ever? I remember as a kid uh, dating myself. The first Gulf War, sure. Th- there was a movement in our school to protest. It was like, oh, that because, was there was because, like two kids who just wanted. Well, to get they out wanted. Of school. To, it was like we want. We had been watching the Wonder Years. Everyone wanted to be like Vietnam. We had that too, but so, the full first Gulf War lasted for like ten days. Well, before it started, it was like they were going to be a walkout. It was going to walk out. We watched that like nine two an episode. Everyone walked out. Oh, Donna Martin, graduates. yeah, yeah. So. Uh, they made they, we everyone had a plan to walk out. We we're all very fired. We had up. that too. And yeah, they they you know when you do the morning announcements. Yeah. Someone the principal or someone or the assistant principal came on and basically said, I know that a lot of you are planning on walking out. I just want to say that if you walk out, you will be suspended and it will go on your permanent record. Can I tell you and this exactly? Nobody walked yeah! out. <laughs> exact thing happened at our school. Yeah, a bunch of places. Sacramento, California, Allentown, Pennsylvania. Yeah, Mirror cities. images. Yeah. <laughs> I, we had that exact thing, and no one walked out. Yeah, I don't know. It was, I don't know how that spread. That everyone decided they're going to walk out for that war, but it was. And I think it was also because of the Donna Martin graduates episode yeah. of nine hundred two one zero. And then and now uh, and now Donna Martin's back. They just had a Beverly Hills reboot, and I think that inspired. Now a, the teachers are encouraging kids to walk out, which makes it less fun. It makes it less fun, but no one's. The, we weren't. I mean, we didn't. We didn't do it anyway, but no, so we didn't do it. And also, then once they won, it's good. We would have looked like idiots because once that war lasted ten seconds, all the adults <laughs> would have been like, "See you, stupid kids." Yeah, exactly. So people are saying they're like, "This is our Vietnam." Yeah, they really we wanted a Vietnam. Ten, ten, ten days in, it's like yeah. this is our time. Right. Yeah. We did want it to last we, longer. Yeah. yeah. So you know, the next generation got it with the other Iraq War, but that's nah, they get everything. <laughs> they get everything. Those kids. This they Iraq had, War is my Vietnam. They had, well, they had a war that was worth protesting. Our, that first one was like, yeah. Well, if you listen to that 16-year-old girl, this climate strike is definitely her Vietnam. We have to have her on. Get her she's on the pod. Very, she's uh, Sweden. Where's she from? I don't think she'll come on. Her whole thing is that she doesn't talk to anyone who might possibly disagree with her. Well, I mean, I don't she want to say have bad the whole thing. thing. She's a high, she's she's a high like, school kid. Yeah, she's like, it's her parents or whatever should not be telling I'll us. I'll say that. this. I think we've got a better chance of having the Hitler kids come on than the... Oh, no. which is in next week's episode. Did, By the way, in next week... Teaser. Oh, yeah. Teaser. <laughs> <laughs> we've already recorded next week's episode. It's fantastic. You guys are going to love it. We have the Hitler kids. Spoiler. The Hitler's from Long Island. Alex Pavone is our guest next week. Who might be related to the principal in my school. I'm not sure. Pavone. But. He is a stand-up comedian living in New York City, originally from Toronto, Canada. He's going to tell us all about what it was like to be at the Toronto Raptors. He's going to rub it in my face. Parade when they won the, the NBA championships in Toronto. That's it. Producer Matt for Kaplan. Cap, what should we do? Let's wrap it up. Wrap it up. Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save.